This is Patience and Money from the 282 Group at Wells Fargo Advisors. Investment and insurance products are not insured by the FDIC or any federal government agency, are not a deposit or other obligation or guaranteed by the bank or any bank affiliate, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of the principal amount invested. Good day and welcome to the fixed income portion of Patience and Money. I am Sam Pennell, First Vice President investment officer and PIM portfolio manager at the 282 Group here at Wells Fargo Advisors. It's January 2023. Let's talk fixed income. We thought bonds were supposed to be boring. Last year was anything but. U.S. Treasuries were routed in 2022 as the worst year on record, leaving yields at their highest point since 2010. Before we look ahead to the opportunities presented to us in 2023, Let's look back to see how and why we got here, muddling through the worst 24 months in recorded bond history. To end the year, the ever-important 10-year Treasury note yielded 3.87%, a 16% price drop. Its more unpredictable sibling, the two-year note, finished yielding 4.43%. So let's jump into the scorecard. The biggest factor in last year's market results was Fed policy. Going forward, Fed policy will continue to have an outsized influence on your stock and bond allocations. Here at the 282 Group, we oft recite the adage, don't fight the Fed. We may not want to fight the Fed, but we sure don't mind critiquing it either. As a market participant, it is only fair to grade the Fed's policies and execution as it plainly influences each person listening to this. From mortgage rates, savings rates, in stock performance. We will grade the Fed by their own stated objectives. The Fed has a dual mandate as the world's largest economy's central bank. First, price stability, and second, employment. CPI dominated headlines this year as inflation soared to a 40-year high in June, coming in at 9.1% year-over-year. The impacts were felt in consumer behavior, demand, and heard on quarterly corporate earnings calls. At the 282 Group, we believe inflation is at historic levels from monetary policy decisions through the COVID era, not demand issues. The Fed caused rampant inflation through increasing money supply cumulative 40% higher and by completing their profligate bond buying programs, inflating their balance sheet by 27% from the pre-COVID era. In our view, we did not have a cost of money problem, that's interest rates. We had a supply of money problem, too much money printed. So the 282 Group's Fed score on raising rates is a C. The Fed earned a C on raising rates and tightening monetary policy because number one, it needed to be done. Keeping interest rates at or near 0% is not healthy and has led to undue speculation across asset classes. Number two, the grade is low because of execution. They waited too long to begin raising rates, and now they are raising at historically too high and fast a pace. Raising rates has a lagged effect. If prudent, they would stop and assess the damage before continuing the rate hike regime. Number three, part of this discussion is also reducing the Fed's balance sheet, which we commend and want to see more. We'll cover more of why this is an eventual good thing in our playbook for 2023. 
Number four, to be fair, the Fed is not the only factor in high inflation. Supply chains and production matters. Not to mention Congress's spending does too. Time will tell how the $1.7 trillion funding package signed at the end of 2022 will impact inflation going forward. The second part of the Fed's calculus is employment. Despite aggressive rate hikes in 2022, jobs data proved robust for the year with jobless claims at historic lows while non-farm payrolls kept soaring. Unemployment hit 3.5% in July and again in September, matching a 50-year low. The Fed wants to see unemployment rise to trigger a recession, and their argument is it will quell demand. The Fed stated they needed substantial loosening in the labor market to be assured policy measures were working. Again, this would connote the demand side caused our out-of-control inflation. We simply disagree. The 2A2 group's Fed score for this is a D. For dumb. Really dumb. Our estimates are the policy is not working because their measures of employment are outdated. More people are leaving the workforce for a myriad of reasons. Retirement, family decisions, generous entitlement programs, gig economy jobs, whatever. None of which show up well on government or private jobs reports. 7 million prime working age American men between age 25 and 54 are not only unemployed but are not looking for work. How does the Fed model such a low labor participation into its calculus and decision making? There are 11 million job openings. There are 11 million job openings currently and only 5 million unemployed. Think about that. Creating an economy where it is not encouraged to expand your workforce, innovate, or create opportunity has lasting effects beyond Fed strategy. A policy stance like this is akin to the old joke, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Again, if prudent, the Fed would stop and assess the impact of their 2022 policies before moving forward with more rate hikes in 2023. Morale is not improving, Mr. Powell. The beating should stop. So here's a playbook as we look forward. In our view, Fed Chair Jerome Powell is still the most powerful person in Washington. He indicated more rate hikes are to come in 2023 in his December 14th press conference. Take heed. His influence should not be confused as infallibility. Think back to 2021 when this same Fed told you inflation was transitory. That was wrong. Think back to last year when they said rate hikes would solve inflation. That was wrong too. Our advice is to pay close attention to the Fed as their messaging may change again without much notice. We've done our share of reading at year end with the street's outlooks and predictions. One thing of concern is how most analysts are in unison that the first half of 2023 will be a mild recession and the second half will be bullish as rates come down. Usually, when everyone on the street says close to the same thing, it does not happen that way. Be alert. Stay nimble. This may mean keeping higher than you normally keep cash levels in your fixed income allocation. So there's opportunities in 2023. We think this is yields year. Opportunities to consider an environment as opaque as 2023 is to keep your positions quality high and consider increasing duration. We like investment-grade corporate bond ladders. Last year's tactical trade of buying ultra-short U.S. treasuries 
is still available, but does not look like the best fixed income idea to us. You can still get comparable yields in one-year treasuries and corporates, but we would favor a laddered approach buying corporates with seven-year maturities and in certain cases municipals with maturities and call dates of 15 years or less. Institutional preferreds currently provide a total return play with the potential for a nice jolt of yield to any bond portfolio. We must take Chair Powell at his word, for now, that more rate hikes are coming. But a Fed-induced recession then naturally leads to a Fed-induced rally. This can be yields year. If we increase duration and hold high quality, this can become a nice total return over time. Either way, we are comfortable clipping the larger-than-expected coupons for the time being. So there's a caution for 2023, caveat in and proceed with caution in high yield and less liquid debt. With interest rates at 0% for nearly 15 years, companies have been able to quote-unquote stay alive when they are not viable businesses. The industry has dubbed these companies zombies. Be leery of zombies with suspiciously attractive yields. There's many out there, especially in the consumer discretion and retail space. Just think of the dying box stores you see in many shopping centers across America. Keep driving past those stores and their bonds. Over time, it is a good thing the Fed is shrinking its balance sheet. This does create a bigger burden for institutions and individual investors to pick up the excess supply, deciding what is worth the investment. Not everything is worth buying. The market will decide, not Fed policy, who are the true winners and losers in this type of environment. Therefore, we will remain in investment-grade bonds almost exclusively. If this plays out, zombies will become less and less attractive to own until their ultimate demise. We recommend not holding the bag when that day comes. As always, we welcome an opportunity to answer your questions, align your holdings to your goals, and provide guidance. It is a great joy and privilege to serve. Thank you for your continued trust you place in our group. Here's to a healthy, prosperous, and happy 2023. See you in the spring. Investments in fixed income securities are subject to market interest rates, credit, and other risks. Bond prices fluctuate inversely to changes in the interest rates. Therefore, a general rise in interest rates can cause a bond's price to fall. Credit risk is the risk that an issuer will default on payments of interest and or principal. The risk is heightened in lower-rated bonds. If sold prior to maturity, fixed-income securities are subject to market risks. All fixed-income investments may be worth less than their original cost upon redemption or maturity. Bond laddering does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. There are special risks associated with investing in preferred securities. Preferred securities generally offer no voting rights with respect to the issuer. Preferred securities are generally subordinated to bonds or other debt instruments in an issuer's capital structure, subjecting them to greater risk of non-payment than more senior securities. In addition, the issue may be callable, which may negatively impact the return of the security. Preferred dividends are not guaranteed and are subject to deferral or elimination. Duration is an estimate of how a portfolio or bond will react to changes in interest rates, representing the approximate change in price for a 1% change in yield.
The 282 Group of Wells Fargo Advisors is a full-service wealth management group providing financial advice to both individual and business investors. For a comprehensive menu of professional services or to learn more about the 282 Group's professionally managed portfolios, please contact us at 704-553-6374.